Hello and welcome or welcome back to Fancy Blather podcast. I'm your host Kirsty Taylor and today we are talking to a dear friend of mine, Mel Meriteza, all about what it is like to work in the magazine industry. She works for style magazines in Australia so we are going to be chatting all about what it's like to be in the Devil Wears Prada in real life. I must add, though, there is no Miranda Hartley in this story. I just thought it was a catchy title. But for now, let's hop into our intro. Hello, welcome or welcome back to Fancy Blather. It's actually not been that long since I spoke to you all, as obviously we did the one-year medley. Um, thanks for sticking around if you were here from the first episode for a whole year. If you're new, happy to have you. Please do stick around. We have some exciting episodes coming up. I'm very excited. We're coming near to the end of season three, but we have a little bit still to go um, before I take a little break before season four. So let's think life updates. I really don't have any life updates since Friday. Um, I'm doing some more flat viewings today in Angus and that's about all I got for you. It's sunny again today which is nice. It was a little bit rainy over the weekend but the sunshine is back and that's everything. So my small wonder of the week this week is having an organized space. I have finally gone through almost all of my boxes for my flat that are in my childhood bedroom and finally I can walk around my room and things are in the right places and the boxes are like more hidden away than before and it's like one area but it doesn't look too bad and I just I think you forget sometimes how valuable it is to have things organized and sorted through and to have a clear eye it always feels so good so that's what I spent most of my weekend doing especially because it was raining so that is my That is my small wonder. So what I'm engaging with this week, I have just started this show on Netflix and I love it. It's called The World's Most Amazing Vacation Rentals and I love anything to do with traveling or real estate or anything like along those lines. So this show is right up my alley. Every episode they go to a different place. The first episode was Bali and the second one was America in general kind of Um, and they one of them finds a unique place, one finds a budget place, and one finds a luxury place. And I just find it so interesting. So that is what I'm engaging with, and I'm loving it. So up next, we have our small business spotlight. So apologies for my mispronunciation of this because I don't think I'm saying this right so it's called Hiko clothing I think and I will have it linked they have a website and also they have an Instagram and they make sustainable fashion affordable so their clothing are all organic and recycled materials ethically made and vegan and I just love their stuff I think their tees are so perfect for summer I love a good t-shirt but um obviously I try to I can't really wear them at work during the year unless they're like just plain Um, but I love a good t-shirt with something happening on it so I have been getting back into wearing my t-shirts over the summer because that's when I can really like live my my best life for t-shirts and they have the cutest t-shirts I love their um sucker for the environment one is really cute um also their the plastic wave off Canagua 
gala is really cute they just have such good teas i like i want them all they're really cute so highly recommend checking them out they also have really nice tote bags and i have become a big tote bag person i think they're the best thing for summer and for going to the beach and just like for running errands and things like that i just find them so so practical so i love that and of course they have sweatshirts as well which are stunning and they look so cozy and yeah so check them out so like i said it's hiko clothing and they're very very nice and they have like all their policies and sustainability stuff on their website so that is our small business spotlight this week which of course will be linked in the show notes up next we have our poem so our poem is once again from good old hello poetry i just can't get enough of it recently so it's by the user storm rider ix as in the um roman numerals um i don't remember what number that is is that four in roman numerals let's look it up i'm i don't remember any roman numerals from when i was younger did anyone else learn them in school i think i we did a topic on the romans oh it's nine never mind <laughs> that was four no four is like four eyes isn't it oh well so anyway um i will have their account on hello poetry linked in the show notes as well as access to the poem so this poem is called the sea the sea the sea so many colors green gray blue all in between so many emotions rage calm peace all can be seen reflections in mirror black water raging winds over restless waves freedom ever-changing is the sea yeah, so like I said, that is The Sea by Stormrider IX, and I highly recommend checking it out. So that is our intro for you this morning. And now we are going to hop into our episode with the lovely Mel, and I am sure you're going to love it. I adore Mel. I think she's one of the coolest people I know, and we have the best chat. So please do enjoy the rest of this week's episode. But before I pop off, please remember to review if you enjoy the episode let us know your thoughts give us some feedback head over to instagram at fancy blether to stay in touch with us check out our website fancyblether.com and don't forget to subscribe or follow depending on which podcast platform you use so you never miss one of our episodes so enjoy and i'll chat with you guys soon bye Okay, so our charity of the week this week is the Bodea Group. I think I'm saying that right. So the Bodea Group was founded in 2015 to support disadvantaged youth in Cambodia. Um, Their organization was created to improve the life prospects of young Cambodians by investing in education and social enterprise. Operating out of Brisbane, Australia, They specialize in raising funds to finance development projects. Their work starts on the ground in the cities and rural provinces, identifying key challenges and establishing lasting partnerships from agricultural projects to university scholarships. 
they're committed to alleviating poverty by increasing opportunities. So you can head to their website, which is just thebadeogroup.org. They also are on Instagram and Facebook, so you can check them out there. And they have their different links to the Brisbane community, education, social enterprise. Of course, you can get involved by um, contacting them. And you can also head to the website to find out more about them. They are very cool charity so I recommend checking them out and like I said it's the Badea group so enjoy the rest of the episode so we are chatting to Melissa Mariteza today about all things fashion, social media, being in your 20s. So Mel, as I like to call her, um, is a dear friend of mine. We met in Scotland when she came to Scotland for her exchange. We met through basketball and she works in the social media department for Style Magazines Australia. And Mel's favorite thing to say is it's all groovy and she is so, so wonderful to chat to. And we had the best chat. So I think you're going to love it. So enjoy our chat. Hi, Mel, and welcome to Fancy Blather Podcast. It is so lovely to have you here with us today. How are you doing? Oh, good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this and have a have a good chat. Nice, perfect. The first question we ask every guest that we have on is, um, what's your small wonder of the week? So it doesn't actually have to be from the week. It can just be like from recently. Just something small that maybe you didn't used to appreciate that you pre- appreciate more now. So just anything at all. Oh, well, early, well, today's Tuesday. So yesterday we um, went to a plant store and got heaps of beautiful greenery for the office, which was just such a lovely little touch. So I walked in this morning and there's just greenery everywhere and so many plants. So that was definitely a lovely little touch to the week and it'll be there going forward. So, yeah. Nice. I love that. That's so cute that you went to go and get greenery. I love that. I know. It was very wholesome. <laughs> I know. That's a great office culture right there. <laughs> oh, <Sweet>. yeah. <laughs> so the next question is, have you had any moments in your 20s where you have been surviving rather than thriving? And how did you overcome those times? Yeah, well, I think, you know, COVID was a big hit for everyone um, and it was definitely an adjustment, a um, bit of surviving going on there. You know, we um, had some pickups with work, like, because um, we work in a business where, you know, we've got lots of advertisers and obviously mm-hmm. uh, COVID hit small businesses pretty hard. So we had lots of um, people pull out because of like funding reasons or um, just because of what they were dealing with with COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, got let down, let go for a little bit there, um, which was a bit scary. And then like not having anywhere to work for a bit uh, was pretty tough during COVID. Um, first time I've experienced that. Um, but then it all worked out in the end and um, funding came in from the government, which was amazing. And then we all got brought back on as soon as possible. So, yeah, that was um, a bit scary for a while there. And, and then it was just like adjusting to the culture of working from home as well was a bit different. Um, we work in a very collaborative environment. So mm-hmm. not being able to, you know, bounce ideas off each other was pretty different and like not having um, as, like events to go to or social activity, this was pretty different. So 
yeah, it was surviving a bit during COVID, but we're back, <laughs> back on it. Nice. How did you actually find working from home? Do, did you kind of gain ways to kind of still separate your work life and your home life? Because that's something I find difficult was like making that separation between the two things so that you could actually turn off work because it's a lot harder when you're working from home to turn off. So how did you kind of overcome that? Yeah, great question. Well, the first lockdown um, working from home I did was actually when I was living back with my parents and Mm -hmm. um, I was actually really excited for the change. And the first few days I was like getting up early, going for a run and then like coming back (laughs) and I had a little desk. So it was set up. I had like the work environment there. Um, But then it was really nice, like getting to go downstairs at lunch and like eat with the family Mm -hmm. who were there that day. And um, so it was good separation in terms of that. Like I definitely kept that um, pretty separated, but then it was kind of good because I would um, be more inclined to finish at five so I could, you know, go for a walk or something. And just, it was just really nice being able to do that. And then, you know, chuck on a cheeky load of washing in the middle of the day (laughs) when you're working from home was good. Yeah, advantages. (laughs) Yeah, definitely some advantages for sure. And then the second time I was working from home was from my new place. I'm living in an apartment now. And that was a bit different because I don't really have a desk set up. So Mm -hmm. that was a bit strange, just like perching on the side of the table. And but um, yeah, it was interesting just like seeing how I separate some things and then, you know, obviously working as much as possible. But it was cool because it actually led to new opportunities like I did a few reels videos from home mm-hmm. of like cooking during lockdown and stuff. So that was pretty cool. And yeah, I got to do a few different things there. That's cool. No, that I think I definitely think that having like having the first experience of living at home when you did it would make it so much easier. I think I find it so much easier to separate them when I was also at home than I did when I was by like by myself because I live in a studio. So like it's really like I can't even go to another room to work. I'm like I'm just it's all like my bed's right behind me all the time and sometimes I'd be like oh I'll just work from bed and I was like this is not a good idea like no I'm not gonna (laughs) want to sleep in my bed actually I did have a few working from the bed days (laughs) yeah I know right but you're always like I think it's a good idea and then I'm like oh now I like don't really want to be in my bed to sleep because I've just worked here all day it's like a hard one or you just like kind of take a nap and I'm like oh this is not, I mean, this is not oh, no. productive like this is not a good use of my time because at home I was quite lucky because my dad was working from home as well so he had like an office set up because he had like his whole like he brought like his computer from his work and like the hard drive and everything with him to home so full he had a full, yeah. a full setup in the dining room and then I had the kitchen and then we'd like meet for break and for lunch and that would be our time where we just chat and like turn off and then my mom worked through everything she works in dentistry but for the NHS so she worked through everything so she was always away during the day so also when she came home you knew like oh it's time to finish work because like she's home so we, we must be done for the day so I definitely think having other people always makes it so much easier than when you're alone because you just lose track of time and you're like oh it's eight like I haven't left definitely definitely you're like oh god yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing so um I know that you work on multiple projects quite often so how do you time manage working on different things to ensure that you also have like time for yourself and for your social life 
Yeah, great question. Well, we um, we use a program called Monday, which is really mm-hmm. good for time management in terms of um, putting on your due date. So okay. right now I'm working with about um, 18 social media clients. So obviously there's a lot going on, which mm-hmm. is pretty full on. Um, but yeah, just making sure we're keeping on track of those dates is um, the most important thing for that. Um, we, you know, you've got to prioritize it in terms of like, what you need to do first so for example if I've got to get a tile created I've got to have give the designers enough time and leeway to you know brief something in get it created to then incorporate it in the plan and then send it across so like there's lots of different steps involved in that and obviously just like you know experience um, you get to you get to figure out what works for you and what works for the business and just getting in the swing of things like that has been really helpful with time management but um, I think, you know, you want to try and get everything done between your working hours. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to go home and then keep working because I think it's just really important to switch off when you're at home and try and find that balance, which is a tricky thing to do when you're in social media and it's 24-7, you know. Yeah. There's always something going on. So it's just, yeah, making, like, I think a good way to do it is put on notifications for, like, you know, important news sites and stuff. So mm-hmm. you, you're getting, you know what's happening, but you don't have to be on it 24-7 and you can kind of separate that work-home balance a little bit more. That's such a good idea. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, because I think otherwise you just get sucked in, right? Because there's never yeah. not something happening, especially because social media is worldwide. So it's like, there's always going to be someone awake in the world of social media because it's always 100%. someone's daytime, which makes it so hard. So I love that. Um, so continuing on with the theme of social media, what is your favorite and least favorite part of working in the social media realm? Ooh, well, I love content creation, like altogether. Mm-hmm. Like it's so fun. It just, you know, um, style where I work is just always, you know, they say yes to everything. If you've got an idea, do it, bring it to life, make it happen. Nice. I think there's just so many possibilities with that. Um, and I've really been able to explore things that I want to do more um, mm-hmm. in social media, like yeah, creating content. Um, but it's also such an amazing platform for just showcasing different brands that you wouldn't necessarily know about, finding cool people. Um, it's obviously very visual as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a great place to incorporate lots of creativity which I'm a big fan of so I love that about social media absolutely and I think like yeah there's obviously some negatives as well you know when you've got a lot of people looking at big influences and expecting that that's the norm to be like them to look like them to dress like them then you can run into a bit of trouble you know influencing younger people on their social media accounts but I think it's all just about balance and um, Mm -hmm. as long as you know educating people that it's not always reality, you know, it's the, it's the edited version. It's not necessarily hundred percent reality. Yeah. So just keeping that in mind is important too, I think. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's curated. Like it's never, even people that have the more reality, like obviously there is some accounts that are more like reality focused, even those are mm-hmm. not full reality because nobody's live streaming their life. Give no, it's not, yeah, closest you're going to get to reality, which is kind of messed up when you think about it, is Big Brother. Like, you know what I mean? Like when they're live, when they're live, yeah. when they're live streaming in that house. But then that's also still a curated situation because they've picked the people that they put in there, 
they're all stuck in a house <laughs> and they've chosen the yeah. house and they play games so you're never going to experience typical reality apart from in your own life like you're not gonna ever have somebody exactly. else's reality because it's just not possible to experience that and I think people are quick to be like oh well that's not like that's not true and all this stuff and I'm, but it's a highlight reel like yes absolutely if you want to be vulnerable and share that because you think it's something that will benefit other people then go for it. I think that's an amazing thing to do but I think even if you are doing that you're still never going to be showing like 100% of your life it's like even youtubers it's a 20 minute vlog from a whole week like there's not 20 minutes 100 percent and everyone's <laughs> 20 minutes like, oh. yeah you see it's just such like it's, like it's the good side of everything and everyone's like mm-hmm. oh you've done so much this week like you've been to so many cool things I'm like yeah it's because I wanted you to see those things like those yeah were the, if you can you know, choose you choose it and it's like <laughs> yeah, if somebody anyone was to film their own life you could easily film a 20 minute video of your week and make it look interesting and it's probably 100%. and you'd be like oh it was actually quite boring but it's because you've edited all your highlights together in a way that's visually pleasing and then if you add good music it makes it even more entertaining and I always think people forget that everything that you see online is edited and I agree that social media is the best network like I think it's the best network to ever exist because there just isn't I mean with some apps like personally I'm not a fan of Clubhouse because I don't like the exclusivity of it and I'm an Android user so I can't access it but I just think like with most apps it's free so everyone can advertise themselves and it's like a platform for artists and things that you don't get anywhere else to the same extent because if you go to a gallery not everyone can get their work into a gallery like you need to have a certain level of privilege I know you need obviously the one thing of social media is you obviously need like access to internet and you need like a Mm. device which everyone doesn't actually have in this day and age but it's probably the most accessible network in the world and I think people Except are always like but it's so yeah. fake and I'm like well it's not like you're just looking at the wrong accounts <laughs> like it's not yeah that I think it's it is what you make it as well and like at mm-hmm. style you know we we really try to talk to our Instagram audience mm-hmm. well, our social media audience and we try to bring in a lot of conversations that we just have in the office like with all the girls like mm-hmm. we're having a chat we're having a laugh you know if that's something that's generating conversation in the office we then want to put that on social media because you know, we know people want to talk about it, laugh about it, because mm-hmm. we just have. So I think we bring like real aspects to to it in that sense. But um, yeah, obviously, it's just a bit of everything, isn't it? You know? Yeah, you no, I love that. Though. I think it is just a conversation is like the best way to describe mm-hmm. social media. Yeah. And you want to be like real and true to your audience as well. Like you don't want to mm-hmm. be um, seen in a different light to how you actually are. So I think we're mm-hmm. always like working on our uh, making our tone of voice very relatable and um, just friendly and chatty for like exactly how we are in the office with each other so yeah amazing well leading on to style how did you find your job at style magazine it's an incredible company and I love following along with all things uh, thank you. Oh, of course one of my favorite oh, I love social media accounts so but how did you find oh, your job well, I actually started off um, through an internship. So okay. um, I studied creative industries at uni. Mm-hmm. So within that, you've got to do two internship subjects. Um, but I'd done a few more on top of that because I just think they're very valuable. And then uh, my partner's dad mentioned Star Magazines and I wasn't exposed to it too much because I lived, you know, just out of the radius of where we kind of deliver the magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I was super interested obviously when I started looking into it and it was this incredible publication um, uh, so I really wanted to get involved and I signed up um, for an internship which I got which was amazing and that was a hundred hours of coming in once a week um, and just kind of writing for them so I started off in journalism nice. and it was this beautiful opportunity to really build a portfolio of work that I was able to showcase and I've never really I hadn't had that until that point so that's pretty amazing and then you're working with the whole team like you've got the journalists editing your work mm-hmm. giving you feedback um, helping you learn and grow and it was just really a fantastic experience I loved every second of it um, and then after that, I, um, had to finish uni for a bit and there weren't any jobs available. Um, but I did put it out there that I would love to work for style properly after uni. And then, yeah, the position came up in social mm-hmm. media and I hadn't really done too much in social media. Like I obviously had my own accounts and I had like a photography account as well. So I was keen to give it a crack. And then I just said, yes. And yeah it just got into the social media game all of a sudden and I think they really were looking for someone who um, could write as well so mm-hmm. obviously having done journalism um it that it was just a great fit and I love like beautiful imagery and all of that so yeah it was just jumping in and then learning how they do things and um yeah that's how I got it <laughs> nice amazing so leading on to that what advice would you give to people who maybe are looking for work right now or looking to maybe change where they're working to um to find a company like style so a company that is quite thriving and also quite aware of its identity what advice would you give to people who maybe even are applying to places similar to style or doing interviews what would you say to them I think just like back yourself, um, you know, and if you are really passionate about working at that place, then mm-hmm. put in the work to get there. Like if it, if it takes doing an internship to, you know, get your name out there and so you can meet people within that mm-hmm. industry, um, that's definitely worth doing because, you know, you always gain so much from them. And while it um, some of them are unpaid, the, the value is there absolutely in doing that. Um, and then you can meet the people that you're, you're wanting to work with. And then if you are a good fit as well, uh, within the environment they're they're going to recognize that and they'll know that and they'll keep them in the back of their mind when they're looking to hire. I think you can also like, um, you can definitely yeah, get to know people on like LinkedIn and stuff. Um, be proactive in searching for that. Um, have a look at people who have worked there before, see mm-hmm. what their qualifications are. Um, there's so many things you can do really, but I think just, you know, um, pushing for it, if you really want it, um, showcasing what you have to offer and what you can offer them is big as well. So, yeah. And then just like, I think also feedback is a great one. Just like, um, being open to, um, constructive criticism in that sense. Like I think doing the internship was good because yeah, we had that chance to, you know, get to know everyone. And then if there was something they wanted to change, then, um, you know, I'd already heard about all of that. So I don't know, it kind of just all worked out in the end like that. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Perfect. Um, So what do you love? Obviously, Style is a fashion-based magazine mostly. What do you love the most about working in the fashion industry? What's like your favorite part about it? 
Well, we definitely love fashion and style, but um, we do lots as well about like lifestyle in mm -hmm. Brisbane and Australia. But um, fashion itself is pretty amazing because it's just like such a great platform to showcase your identity and your personal mm -hmm. style. And, you know, there's so many different ways you can do it as well. Like it doesn't have to just be, you know, designer clothes all the time. There's so much value in like thrifting or like um, swapping clothes with people or just even if it's not very expensive, you know, it's still a piece of clothing that expresses who you are. And like I personally get so much joy in the clothes I have and that I buy because, you know, I just, I don't know, I get very attached to them, but <laughs> it's just such a great way of like self-expression. And um, I think Pete, there's so many amazing um, designers out there that are doing amazing things here in Brisbane as well. We've got some mm -hmm. really cool emerging designers um, and there's just, yeah, it's just such a cool way to get out there and yeah, look cool. <laughs> nice and to be like to be ahead of ahead of the trends as well I feel like that's nice to yeah. to know who the upcoming designers are and kind of like get to know them before they're big is always a good a yeah good definitely we love doing interviews as well and getting to know like you know the concept behind um a release or something like that mm -hmm. yeah we, we love Amazing. all that definitely no, that's so cool. So have you ever faced rejection in any of your chosen career paths throughout your life? And how did you handle it? So and even like a part time kind of situation when because obviously you can work from 16. So or can it's yeah. is it 16 in Australia as well? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Okay, 16. I was like, is that <laughs> working for a while? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, to be totally honest, I haven't faced too much rejection um I've just been in you know pretty casual jobs I like mm -hmm. worked at like a fish shop once and then I worked at a like the general store and then um to add after school care and I was kind of um in those positions for quite a long time so there mm -hmm. wasn't much in between like at after school care I was there for about three years and then um and then that kind of led into style work. So okay. um, I, haven't, I don't think I've necessarily done enough career-wise to face that but I'm sure rejection will be coming you know <laughs> that's part of life yeah um it's part of careers as well so just gotta be prepared for if it does come up and you know it's just natural and it's I'm a big believer in fate like whatever happens happens mm -hmm. for a reason so it'll just be leading me down another path if it does come along amazing so this is a new question that I've decided to start asking in every interview after a discussion my dad and I had that was really interesting so the question is <laughs> how do you define success Ooh, just like generally well, yeah I think success for me is is happiness to be honest just being so happy in what I'm doing um and where I'm at in life with the people around me I think mm -hmm. like that's you know that's key you know we all want yeah. to be happy we all want to enjoy what we're doing so I think that's definitely success for me being content and I think I've, I'm very happy where I am right now nice. so that's amazing that. <laughs> well that, that is that is what you need no I love that yeah, yeah. that was that was what my dad said too so it was just an interesting oh, nice. it was an interesting perspective because I think I was just very much in like a space at the time when we I was talking about it with him where I was very like career focused I almost couldn't mm. see that that won't actually like yes I want to be happy in my job but that is not what is going to define success for me and I was just kind of like a little bit tunnel vision for for a hot minute 
And um, I said to him, well, like, how do you define success? I mean, he's worked in the same job for a very long time and he's really like worked his way up. He chose not to take a promotion when we were younger because he valued time with his children more than money. So he rejected quite a few promotions. So he didn't lose time with us because he already worked quite a bit. And um, I was just like, that's so interesting. And he was like, well, I think it's just about being respected by the people you love and having the people you love, love you. And I was like, oh. Like I was quite taken aback. I didn't see that coming. I was like, no, I mean, he's an incredibly intelligent man, but I was just like, oh, I never saw that one coming. So I love that answer. So how do you, (laughs) how do you ensure the cap? This is my like corny question that I ask everyone that I came up with. How do you ensure (laughs) the capital H in hustle is health? (laughs) That's a cool one. Um, I think you know, there's the balance like we were talking about and Mm -hmm. you're not going to be any good to anyone if you're rocking up tired, you know, not enough sleep, just all over the place sort of thing. So I think, you know, to be able to hustle, you've got to look after yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think people don't um, realise how important food, like a role food plays in that and eating well and getting in like a different variety of nutrients every day is super important. Um, you know, to keep you going, it's your fuel. Uh, it's so essential. And I'm a big advocate of <laughs> eating, eating well, but also just like eating a variety of different foods mm-hmm. all the time. And then um, you notice the difference it makes on your body, as well as like exercise, you know, got to fit that in <laughs> every now and then when you can, you know, keep the mind healthy. And then yeah, getting enough sleep is most important. Like, you know, no one's going to be functioning on not enough sleep. So you need that to be able to hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So what are some of your thriving moments from your 20s so far? Some of your highlights, if you like. Ooh, um, working at Style has been a mm-hmm. pretty bloody big highlight. <laughs> um, that's been incredible. Uh, just so many opportunities. I've met so many people, been able to accomplish so much in my career. Mm-hmm. Um create this amazing like portfolio of work and just work with the most amazing people every day so that's definitely my biggest success is where I am now and nice um, the company I work for and then just um I don't know just having I don't know this, I've, yeah amazing family and friends and you know meeting my partner and being with him for um yarn for about six years now so that's been so cool and um yeah, moving out's been really fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> home was cool, and yeah, it's feeling nice. feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, if you had to sum up your twenties so far in three words, what would they be? Definitely groovy. <laughs> <is my> number one. <laughs> a, cla- a classic um, mom words a word. <laughs> exactly. Groovy, exciting, and uh adventurous nah I like that that's a good so this is a rapid fire round I've thrown in a a little Scotland one as well for you in in the rapid fire (laughs) we we have to represent how we met so so the first one beach or pool beach for sure and then wine or cocktail wine a shiraz yep oh nice what would be what would be your cocktail order if you were to order a cocktail what's like your go-to oh negroni for sure Mm, nice dresses or jumpsuits Mm, dresses and then edinburgh or glasgow 
Edinburgh for sure. <laughs> Always. Um, hats <laughs> or hair bands? Hats. And then podcast or radio? I'm going to say radio. <laughs> oh, changing up. Nice. So where can our listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm just at Mel Matiza. Um, and you can find Style Magazines as well at Style Magazines um, for all, all content that's groovy happening and now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have it linked in the show notes as well for people to follow along. And the final question we like to ask our guests every week is what have you been engaging with this week? So it can be we like to keep it very open. So it can be like a book, a skincare product, a fashion product, a podcast, a new exercise class, just anything at all that you've been loving recently. Oh, well, I watched the Friends reunion last night. Oh, so, so I'm good. loving that. Oh, so emotional. Oh I was a wreck. It I was, was. Like, this, this is too much. <laughs> Feels. It was full on. It was beautiful I loved it I was like oh I gotta watch it all again now <laughs> yeah I know I literally went home at the weekend to watch it because I can't get it <laughs> flat my mom was like we have it because it's on sky here and I don't have sky um, my mom was like oh I recorded it for you and I was like oh I'm coming home <laughs> I was like, I'll be there <laughs> so good it was actually amazing I can't they believe nailed it, it. Like, oh. they really nailed it they I was so worried a good job it. I was really I worried they were gonna they were gonna let us down, but I they came through. I was very happy. They seriously came through. I know. I was so impressed. I was like, oh, loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> I was wondering though. I was thinking about the other day. I wonder how much of it is scripted, because I know like obviously every TV show has a script, and I was just mm -hmm. like, but they seemed or like how much did the cast know about? Because they seemed genuinely surprised at some of the guests and I was like well I suppose they act really well anyway but I was a bit like did they, <laughs> did they know that those people were gonna be there or not like I'm interested like was there a rehearsal do you know what I mean there was things like, that I was like I, I, I hope there really is answers. I feel like it wasn't too scripted like oh, I, no, well, I don't think it was but I but I like wonder what did they actually know before they went yeah went yeah through, you know I'm because I did English lit in film that's like that interests me because like even like even garden shows are scripted and it's crazy to yeah it's true but like antique road show scripted like everything has a script <laughs> I'm like that's so weird yeah, like definitely. I want to read the scripts yeah. I want to see them <laughs> and I need to know uh, but no it was good well, the only <laughs> the only upsetting part was no Paul Rudd like it was quite heartbreaking <laughs> I was really sad about Come that on. where was Paul Rudd like it's so upsetting Fuck. like oh my god I love come it. through I was like, I thought they shouldn't have done Kara twice on the runway as well. You know how they had everyone come in. I was like, oh, they should have gotten another model. You know, Kara was great for the first look. They could have gotten the they kids. Just, yeah. Like the like Cole Sprouse and then the person that played Emma and then whoever played like that. Well, not that they'd remember, but regardless, like the, was it twins that Monica and Chandler had or triplets? No, twins. Right? Yeah, twins, twins, or twins. You could have like Phoebe's triplets. And they could have all done the runway thing. I was like, that would yes. be Yes, cool. oh my God. There was more potential for the runway, but it was it was great seeing JB dressed as a spud. <laughs> I know, I did like, Kara nailed it too, but I was a bit like, why, why is she? Oh, yeah. And Cindy Crawford. I know, I was like, why twice? Fan. Oh God. Like, why amazing. not Cindy Crawford twice though? <laughs> I know, I know. 
like I'm a big Cara <laughs> fan but I was just like I didn't know she was that big like she doesn't even no, model me anymore too. me too I just felt like they could have you know kept that going and added they someone else had that's it, right. um, Cindy Crawford's daughter Ka- yeah they could have they could have done her yeah yeah <laughs> I was just kind of like our Gigi Hadid Bella oh I suppose she yeah. just had a kid like Bella Hadid like I was like there's so many Carly Claus options like, were endless like, but Cara was the uh, armadillo and <laughs> that was free oh. killer but no it was just funny she was good at it yeah oh, we'll give her, no, I just thought like great. she doesn't she doesn't model anymore so it's just kind of weird because that's like she like quit modeling right <laughs> I was like yeah, she hasn't been around for a while, but no, good seeing her again anyway. No, it's cool though. But yeah, a great, a great yeah. engage thing to engage with. Highly recommend to people um, that are listening. And people that are listening and don't like friends and like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> what are you doing with your life? I know. Like, it's so good. It's like, amazing. how can you, I think that people just pretend they don't like it because they think it's cool, like not like it. I I found out my roommate hasn't watched much of it. I was like, what? This has got to change. I used to have Rocky way up. Putting friends on every day this week. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Mel, for coming on to chat with us. And um, to everyone at home, we will have all the links in the show notes. I'll try and link the friend reunion, but it's probably different depending on which country you're in. But I'll try my best so you can so you can watch it if you haven't. Maybe you've been living under a rock. And yeah, and you can find us. No, you can find us. I was just going to say thank you for having me. This has been so fun lovely chatting and catching up and it's been great to chat with you you can find us on um instagram at fancy blather and you can join our facebook group um muddling through our 20s fancy blather listeners which is linked in the show notes as per usual and um you will hear from me next week so have a good week everyone and we'll talk soon bye